outside of this podcast, I've been saying a lot lately how we keep looking to where I believe is the wrong place to look for motivation. I see why, for historical reasons, we might look to scientists, journalists, educators, legislators for inspiration to act. But they are, well, they're trained in lots of things. Scientists, they research, they present the results. I love that they do that. That's very important. We couldn't know what to do without them. Journalists, they present stories. They get us reading more. They want to spread information. But they also get readers by getting controversy. And so they'll spread controversy. Not always so helpful. And the stories, it often makes you feel a lot, but it doesn't make you act. Educators spreading facts. Legislators generally following their money sources. I don't know many legislators who are actually acting and leading others in the area of the environment so much as trying to get votes for themselves. For historical reasons, I get why we would look to them, but they're not effective leaders. They aren't experienced in motivating others to act. They themselves are not acting on their environmental values. I've been looking to, well, if you know me, you know Gandhi, Mandela, Dr. King. They're big motivators for me. They're big role models. I try to follow in their footsteps. There are others that I've been tapping into lately, tremendous motivators. So I'm going to come in later and talk more about people like Eisenhower and Patton. Uh, And today I want to talk about the St. Crispin's Day speech by Henry V in Shakespeare, a kind of fictionalized account, but an eloquent account. I'm going to go through the St. Crispin's Day. It's It's a speech to rouse the troops. I'm going to go through it once by reading it and commenting on it as I go through, because it's not in regular modern English, so it takes a little, and and there's context to it, and I've been reading it over and over again for ideas and for motivation and inspiration myself. The situation is that the British are, this is, what time is it? It's like 1400, I think, and the British are in, headed by King Henry V, are caught in France. They're fighting France. I think it's the Hundred Years' War. They're badly outnumbered. Something like three to one or four to one. It's not, I don't think anyone knows exactly, but they're badly outnumbered. They're in the enemy's territory. It doesn't look good. What starts this Henry V speaking is that Westmoreland has said that he wished he had more men. There's some similarities. It's, it's trying to rouse some people to act, but the enemy for them is the French. The enemy in the case of the environment is not carbon dioxide. It's not mercury or plastic. It's the behaviors and beliefs that people have that lead to behaviors that lead us to create all the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, all the mercury in our fish, and so forth. We'd have to translate this not to British fighting French, but all of us fighting these beliefs that lead to complacency, that lead us to keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, Henry V talks about fighting, but what we would do is not to fight, but to act not to pollute. What an amazing idea. What a radical idea to pollute less so that we can make the world more livable for other life and human society. And I want to clarify why St. Crispin's Day so much. Certainly, it stood the test of time. Shakespeare tends to do that. But over and over again, people say, but what one person does doesn't matter. If I act but no one else does, then what I do doesn't matter. First of all, if you say anything that with the clause, what I do doesn't matter, I recommend you consider or reconsider what you're saying there. On top of that, Let's just say you're the only one out of seven plus billion people that chooses to act not to pollute everyone else's and your own world. That would be, you would be outnumbered, just like the British behind the French lines. So this is like people saying that, let's just say it's like you're the only one acting. 
this is what you might say. This is Henry saying back to Westmoreland when, when he heard that Westmoreland wants more troops. What's he that wishes so? My cousin Westmoreland? No, my fair cousin. If we are marked to die, we are enough to do our country loss. All right, so he's saying, if we're all going to die, it doesn't matter. And if to live, the fewer men, the greater share of honor. If we make it, the fewer we are, the more honor we get. And what's, isn't that great to have honor? God's will, I pray thee, wish not one man more. By Jove, I'm not covetous for gold, nor do I care who doth feed upon my cost. It yearns me not if men my garments wear. So he says, I don't want another person. I don't covet gold. I don't want money. I don't care who lives off of my money. I don't care who wears my garments. He's the king, so people would wear, I guess, his uniforms. Such outward things dwell not in my desires. But if it be a sin to covet honor, I am the most offending soul alive. If wanting honor is bad, I'm terrible. He wants honor. No, faith, my cuz, wish not a man from England. Have faith. We don't want one more person. God's peace. I would not lose so great an honor as one man more, methinks, would share from me for the best hope I have. I don't want another person because I have great hope. Oh, do not wish one more. Rather proclaim it, Westmoreland, through my host, that he which hath no stomach to this fight, let him depart. His passport shall be made and crowns for convoy put into his purse. He's saying, if someone wants to leave, I'll pay for it. I'll give him a passport and give him money to go. I've been thinking about, about this a lot lately. If people really don't want to cut their pollution, I kind of want to say to them, go pollute more then. Because we're busy doing stuff here. And if you don't believe that you can make a difference, go off and, you know, in future days when people look back and say, where were you when it was front page news almost every day? How things were happening? And we knew what was causing it. What did you do? And if your answer was, I flew to Cancun, I want to say, let me pay for you to go first class. Enjoy it. Have a great time in Cancun while the rest of us are reducing our pollution. In any case, we would not die in that man's company that fears his fellowship to die with us. We don't want people around us that don't want to be with us. If you think we can't make it, we don't want you here. This day is called the Feast of St. Crispian. He that outlives this day and comes safe home will stand a tiptoe when this day is named and rouse him at the name of Crispian. He's saying, I guess every day had a name back then. So it was St. Crispin's Day. Today is St. Crispin's Day. Whoever lives through this and gets home safe will stand tall when the day is named. And he will see, when he hears Crispian, he'll think, that's me. Continuing. He that shall live this day and see old age will yearly on the vigil feast his neighbors and say, tomorrow is St. Crispian. He's saying, whoever lives through this, when St. Crispin's Day comes every year, they're going to say, tomorrow it's coming. It's St. Crispin's Day. It's my day. And say, these wounds I had on St. Crispin's Day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot. But he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. So people forget a lot of things, but he'll remember what happens that day. Then shall our names, familiar in his mouth as household words, Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester, be in their flowing cup freshly remembered. He's saying the people who are here, and he names the people, Gloucester and, and Salisbury and himself, we will remember them. We will remember each other because we will be in this together. And Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world. It will always be remembered. 
but we in it shall be remembered. And here comes the big one. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Think of that. Those of us who choose to act while the rest fly to Cancun first class or whatever they do. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. We will be the ones, we will act. And if the whole world doesn't, we will. And generations from now, people will look back and say, who acted first? Who were the leaders? Who loved acting with honor not to pollute? How crazy is this? To pollute less. Yes, you're not going to see Machu Picchu. Yes, some of your relatives, you're not going to see as much. And then the, the world will change and you'll find your community getting closer and closer to you. You'll have more of everything that you think you're going to miss. Going without meat, is it such a big deal? We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, we'll be together. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. Those of us who shed blood together, or those of us who act together, and dare I say, feel like we're sacrificing something, not to do something that for most of human history we couldn't do, to fly, to do all the things that, we, that pollute so much. And gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accursed that they were not here and hold their manhoods cheap while any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. So people at home, they will wish that they were with us. Those who don't act will one day look back and say, I wish that I had gone without meat, not used the air conditioner so much, not contributed to wildfires all over the world. They will wish that they were with us we band of brothers, they will think themselves cursed and hold their manhoods cheap while any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. So when people who did fight, so those of us who do act, they will, I don't know what to say, they'll cower, they'll feel like not human, they'll feel like I wasn't there. I could have, but I didn't. But we will. I don't know if other people are getting as worked up as I'm about this. This to me is motivational. This to me is what life is really about. Is it really about seeing Machu Picchu whenever you want, of wearing shorts in a hot house in the middle of winter, of wearing a sweater in a house in the middle of summer because we can do these things? Or is life about each other? We band of brothers. Is it helping each other, being there for each other? Once again from the top, this is King Henry V responding to Westmoreland, who says we want more people, or he wished that we had more people, to a band of British caught behind enemy lines, outnumbered, tired, fatigued in their territory. What's he that wishes so, my cousin Westmoreland? No, my fair cousin. If we are marked to die, we are enough to do our country loss. And if to live, the fewer men, the greater share of honor. God's will, I pray thee, wish not one man more. By Jove, I'm not covetous for gold, nor care I who doth feed upon my cost. It yearns me not if men my garments wear. Such outward things dwell not in my desires. But if it be a sin to covet honor, I am the most offending soul alive. No, faith, my cuz, wish not a man from England. God's peace, I would not lose so great an honor as one man more, methinks, would share from me for the best hope I have. Oh, do not wish one more. Rather proclaim it, Westmoreland, through my host, that he which hath no stomach to this fight, let him depart. His passport shall be made and crowns for convoy put into his purse. 
we would not die in that man's company that fears his fellowship to die with us. This day is called the Feast of St. Crispian. He that shall live this day and see old age will yearly on the vigil feast his neighbors and say, tomorrow is St. Crispian. Then he will strip his sleeve and show his scars and say, these wounds I had on St. Crispin's day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot, but he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Then shall our names, familiar in his mouth as household words, Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester, be in their flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall the good man teach his son, and Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accursed that they were not here and hold their manhoods cheap while any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's day. And so those of us who think we're the only ones acting, great, we are the only ones acting. If no one else acts, we will. And future generations will look back, wish that they were with us. Current generations will regret not acting with us when they finally start. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, are you in this with me? Will we shed our blood together? We're sharing blood means not polluting together, even when the whole rest of the world does. I couldn't help but look this up on Wikipedia. So the Battle of Agincourt, reading now from Wikipedia, was one of the English victories in the Hundred Years' War. It took place on 25 October 1415, okay, but I was pretty close, in northern France. England's unexpected victory against the numerically superior French. So we have to think about this. Our victory will be over the complacency and the lethargy of not acting, of saying, oh, but I want to, but I want to, and not just doing what everyone's been doing, but doing what doesn't pollute. So England's unexpected victory against the numerically superior French army boosted English morale and prestige, crippled France, and started a new period of British dominance in the war. Agincourt is one of England's most celebrated victories and was one of the most important English triumphs in the Hundred Years' War. The British had between 6,000 and 9,000. The French had 12,000 to 36,000, so up to possibly six times more, maybe as little as maybe 50% more. And what was the result of Henry's speech? Well, they were outnumbered, so their success would depend on their morale. Reading from Wikipedia, the French suffered a catastrophic defeat. In all, around 6,000 of their fighting men lay dead on the ground. The list of casualties one historian noted, so looking ahead at this paragraph of the aftermath, it was... It really destroyed the the French. Entire noble families were wiped out. And in some regions, an entire generation of landed nobility was annihilated. Imagine now translating that into, imagine the lethargy and the complacency and the saying, oh, what I, I, I can't do anything. Governments, corporations, they should act as if they're going to act first. They'll act when we act. Imagine that changed. Imagine you were part of turning this around, that people said, I want to act on my environmental values. I want to pollute less. That comes not from spouting facts and figures, however right you think they are. They may be. It doesn't come from talking about doom and gloom. It comes from talking about digging deep from what life is about, helping each other together. We band of brothers.